0: Hi, you guys. Welcome to the first ever episode of Still Figuring Out. I can't even believe I get to say that. That's so crazy. But my name is Kirsty, and I feel like I'm probably going to get some questions on how to say my name... And all that so i figured the first thing i should do is kind of give you a little short lesson on how to say my name right because believe me for the past 25 years it has been butchered said wrong so many times to the point where i'm just so used to it and i have even have gone out of my way to give like restaurants or coffee orders a different name and sometimes i've had it happen where they will say my name and the different name that I give them and I forget that that's the name that I gave and then I'm just all confused about why I'm not getting my coffee right away and it's been like 10 minutes or more but so the way that I tell people to say my name is think of the word thirsty and then just take the th out remove that and put a k in front of it and that's how you say it. That's not how you spell it, but you can't win everything. So I'd rather have someone say my name right than spell it right because they're just, they're two different things and it's too much to think about. So that's my name, Kirsty. I have my mom to thank for that name. So thank you, mom, for all the years of never being able to find my name on those Little, like, license plates or magnets or keychains that you get in stores when you're, like, away on vacation that you want to take home and show off your friends when you were younger that you had it. Never got that. So, which, I mean, it's fine because it's different. And I've kind of just learned to embrace it. So, I didn't think you'd need a two-minute lesson on my name, but here we are. Still figuring things out, which fits me well. I hope it's not too crazy in here, the sound. I'm currently sitting at my desk in my room. I have the windows open. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's not too windy, but just a little bit for my door to like kind of bang back and forth with it being closed. But you take what you can get. I'd rather have a sunny day with some wind than clouds and rain any other day. So But yeah, sorry, I'm also not going to be editing this because, you know, this is the reality, this is real, this is me, I make mistakes, I pause, I forget what I'm going to say, I literally have a notebook open with all the topics I want to get out today so I don't forget something and sometimes I'm going to pause and, you know, at least you know that I'm human, so... I do want to just talk about briefly, um, I hope everyone is doing good and being safe right now during quarantine at this really crazy time. I know some states have started reopening, going through the different phases. Where I currently live, I live in Rhode Island. Um, A lot of Places have started to reopen or just have been practicing social distancing better so they're able to open. I had actually gone last night with a few friends to a vineyard, uh, like a little bit away from where I live, and they were very good. My friend had a reservation. It was the last one of the day because it's just been packed. It's been crazy, which you can expect from businesses not being over for the past few months. That's just how it's going to be. And they were very accommodating, very nice, you know, and I think the most important thing that we should be focusing on besides, you know, staying safe and, you know, just common sense. If you're not feeling well or you've been around people who are sick, just stay home and quarantine because it's not just about you. It's about other people and you need to just listen to yourself and your body. And if you're not in the right state to be out then don't be. But I think the most important thing that we should be doing right now, besides all that, is really just being nice to these essential workers, you guys. It's not it's not that hard. And I don't feel like I should be someone who has to say it when it should just be, again, common sense. You know, these people have been with it throughout these past couple months. They've been risking their lives every single day to go out there and to make sure that we're doing okay, to make sure that we are healthy and we are safe. And I think it's just, it's important, you know, we shouldn't be getting mad at them. We shouldn't be complaining about simple things. You know, the fact of the matter is, if you are complaining about not being able to return an item of food because they're doing their job and telling you that you can't do that, then that's no one's fault. You shouldn't be putting more stress on them that they've already have been enduring these past two months. You know, I, I'm going back to my job. I work in retail. I'm going back to it starting tomorrow on Monday. And you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little anxious about it. I've haven't gotten calls from my managers, you know, saying all these new protocols we have to go through all the things we have to do, we have to make sure that we're feeling okay. And if we're not feeling okay, we have to call them that day and tell them that we can't go in. It's just all these new precautions to just be safe for not only ourselves, but for the people that we're coming in contact with. You know, it's important that we are keeping ourselves healthy and keeping everyone else healthy because that's just how it, how it has to be. You know, my mom works in retail and she's told me all the horror stories that she's been facing with people and how people will just be rude to her and be yelling at her when she's just trying to do her job. You know, you know, it's just, it's not hard to just be nice to somebody, you know, kindness is key. And I truly believe that what goes around comes around. So if you're going to be rude to somebody, then karma is going to come back to you. I truly believe that. But, you know, there are so many worse things happening in the world that just being nice to somebody is not that hard to do and if you don't think that you can do that then you shouldn't be out you shouldn't be going out to restaurants to supermarkets to any other kind of place if you can't do that at this time everyone's trying to adjust to this new normal right now and the last thing people want is other people who aren't going to follow the rules and listen so just trying to be brief with you because that's just kind of been something that's been on my mind and you know I've I've been nervous about going out you know I have made sure to social distance for the past well over two months I have been without a job for two months I'm finally getting to go back which I know not everyone has the pleasure to do and my heart goes out to those people because it's hard right now you know I'm not gonna lie I've (laughs) been facing a lot of ups and downs recently I've had days where I've cried for no reason and I've had days where I've cried for a reason because everything is just unpredictable right now and you know it's okay to admit that you're not doing okay because if you tell yourself that you're fine then there's just gonna come a time that it's all gonna come out and festering your emotions and keeping it all inside is only gonna come and hurt you in the end so if you're having a bad day allow yourself to have that bad day if the only thing you did was make your bed then you're doing okay you know people aren't expecting you to write a novel to work out to to build something new or start a hobby start a a hobby wow i can't talk today (laughs) or learn a musical instrument or learn a new language you know Maybe you want to start going for more walks. You know, that's been something I've been trying to do. I try to go for a walk every other day. I live in a place that I have a main road that I go for walks on and I try to get in four miles every other day. But you know, there comes a time when I wake up on a day that I should go for a walk and I just don't want to. And you know what? I'm not going to force myself to do something just because I feel like I need to be on a schedule. Because I think that's one of the main problems I've had throughout this whole quarantine is that I'm someone who always stuck with such a planned out schedule. And I had, you know, I'm sure like everyone else, I had a planner. I don't even know where it is anymore. I think I either got rid of it or stashed it somewhere in my closet because I don't want to see it and be reminded of all the things that I'm missing out on. But that's the least of my worries and should be least of anyone's worries because this is a real issue. But You know, I'm just saying that it's a weird time, and whatever or however you are dealing with it and going through with it, you know, it's all different for everyone, and we shouldn't be bashing anyone for how they're living it unless you're not following the rules. But just know that whatever you're doing to get through it, it's okay, and you're all trying to adjust to how things are. So there's no outline or set of rules on how to cope with something that we've never had to think we would ever have to do before. So, but yeah, I just wanted to say that for now. I wanted to just talk about that briefly because it is something that is happening right now in the world and it shouldn't be something that's being ignored. So, but yeah, so I thought I would just kind of talk about myself a little bit that sounds very vain but <laughs> i am almost 100% sure that most of the people that will listen to this doesn't know who i am so i thought i would do a little get to know me segment in this portion so my name is Kirsty as we know how to say it now <laughs> i hope <laughs> i work in retail i actually recently just graduated from grad school i had a very fun backyard graduation. Um and you know, it actually wasn't that bad. I really did enjoy it because, you know, I got to be with some of my family. Um my mom would put together something really great. We had a cookout. I had cake. I put on my old cap and gown for my undergrad and we took pictures and we drank. And you know, it was a really fun afternoon. The only thing I had wanted that day was to just have sunshine and I was able to get that. So I was very happy. Um, yeah. And most of the time you can see me either at a concert, you can see me going out drinking with my friends. You can hear me laughing from a mile away, I'm pretty sure. And if there was one food group I could have for the rest of my life, it would be French fries. I'm not picky when it comes to fries. All fries are equal in my eye. They're all beautiful. (laughs) But yeah. It's a little bit about myself and I figured I would kind of talk about how this podcast has finally become something because this has been, I'm sure a lot of people have been saying this term, it's been a big passion project for me and it's been something that I never thought I would ever have the courage to do because, you know, when people think of me, they don't think of someone who is so open to talking and all that. So, you know, I have a little confession to make. I actually used to hate podcasts. If you would have told me two years ago that I would be thinking of making my own podcast, I would not believe you. I never liked the idea of hearing someone talk like through headphones unless it was like music. And that sounds really crazy, but it just, it never gravitated towards me to think of something to do. Think of that as something to do. but you know, obviously things have changed. I am talking in a microphone. I, you know, I'll tell you guys what my setting is because I don't have this big to do with anything. I'm currently talking to you through the microphone of my iPod headphones and I am recording on my Samsung tablet. I don't have a big microphone. I don't have big headphones. I do this on a whim because I was so sick and tired of telling myself for the past probably eight months that I'm going to do a podcast and then it just never happens because I was either too afraid to do it because I would care too much about what people would think or I was too worried that no one would like what I'm talking about or think that I'm boring. But, you know, I finally did it because I I wanted to finally prove to myself that I could do something and not just have it be stored away and pushed away. And have it never happen so how this podcast became something when i was growing up i was very very shy i would never be that person that would raise their hand in class i would always try to go last for my presentations sometimes i would try to go last so they would kind of forget that i had presented at all because it would span two to three days and they would just be like okay well everyone's done we're sick of hearing things And I also would never even talk in my house. And it wasn't because I couldn't or anything like that. I was just too afraid to even just talk. And, you know, I never saw it as a problem. I was just someone who was very quiet. You know, I was someone who's very reserved. An introvert is what I am. And, you know, I still have times like that where I'm just, I keep to myself or, you know, I just like to be alone. And I think that's fine to do. It's totally fine to have alone time. It's totally fine to just do you sometimes and not have to be around a big group of people. If that's not what you like, then be by yourself or be with a couple people, be with people who bring out the best in you and make you want to talk and be out there. That's totally fine. But, um, so I never talked, but the one thing I always did was I always wrote. I would always be writing down my thoughts instead of voicing them, I wrote them down in journals. I found that my words on a page had more to say than the words through my mouth, if that makes any sense. It made sense in my mind. But I just felt like I had more to say when I was writing things down because, you know, when you're able to write your thoughts down, you get more things out than you were to say if you were talking. That's truly what I believe. I always had a journal. I always had something to write something down if I didn't want to talk about it. And, you know, English was always my favorite subject in school. I loved writing about stories. I loved writing even essays sometimes. I hated research papers and having to, you know, go through the books, go through articles on the internet and trying to put them in to the paper that you're doing on the topic you chose with all that. I just, it was so much work for me. I did not like it, but I always had a creative side when it came to writing. I always loved talking, writing about stories. I just always had a knack for that. And I say that I wrote my first book. I'm doing air quotations right now when I was 10 years old and it was on the back of like notebook paper. And I used to my mom used to do spelling tests for me because we'd have a spelling test like every week with like words that we had. And so she would always quiz me on it and she would say the word and I would write it down and she would grade it for me. So I would write stuff on the back of those pages. And I still have the book somewhere with me to this day. I think it's like hidden somewhere in one of my boxes, but I keep it with me because it's a reminder that if I can do this at that age, I think it was like 50 pages just written down. It's I don't even remember what it was about, but, you know, I, I did that. And I think that was the first time I ever thought, you know, I wrote this down. I had a reason to write it down because I wanted to, because I wanted to get my word out there. So I kept at it. I kept writing. I kept loving my English classes, you know, doing the higher English classes just to get better at my writing and reading and grammar and all that stuff. And I'll never forget in my senior year of high school, I, one of my, my English teacher, he was grading one of my papers and he told me, you know, you have, I, I can tell you have a lot to say by what you're writing, but you just don't ever say it. And I remember thinking at that and being, you know, he's absolutely right. And, you know, it got me thinking maybe I should start saying it out loud and saying how I feel and then it took finally the end of my senior year of college um, for I had this um, English class because I my undergrad I graduated with a degree in English with a concentration in creative writing and then my ma I got my MFA recently in creative writing so I had English as one of my majors and I remember I took a class. It was one of my classes I was required to take for my degree. It was like my last term. And we had to do a project on basically anything we wanted like for our class. And we had to do a presentation. It wasn't even a big presentation. It was just like five minutes total talking about what our paper was about, how we picked the topic, what we learned. And I was so nervous to do it. I went to my professor and I said, look, I can't do this. I'm too nervous to talk about it in the class. And we didn't even have to do the things that you do in high school and middle school when you have to stand up in front of the class and everybody stares at you. You could just sit down and talk about it. You could even have the paper in front of you. You didn't have to do direct eye contact. You didn't have to do any of that. And I said to her, I just said, I can't do it. And she said to me, you know what, come to my office during my office hours before class, and you can talk to me about it. We can have a conversation about it. We don't have to do a big to-do with it or a big presentation. We can just sit down and talk about it. And, you know, she said to me after when I was able to do it, she said, you know, I'm not going to let you do it if you don't want to. But she said, you know, eventually you're going to have to learn to kind of not necessarily get over it, but you're going to have to learn to accept that sometimes you're going to have to speak up and you're going to have to talk about things. You're going to have to do things that make you nervous or make you, make you terrified or scare you. And, and took that for me to say, you know what, I can't always hide away. I can't always shy away from things that scare me. And, you know, that's hard to do. That's hard for anyone to do, not just with public speaking, just with anything. You know, I'll admit it's something I've never been good at. I've never been good at public speaking. I always have hated it. I've never took a public speaking class. And you know, the funny thing is, is that my mom used to be just as shy as I was, and then she took a public speaking class at her when she was in college, and it totally changed her. She's the most open person, the most outspoken person, and she's someone I really, I really look up to. And You know, for so long, I thought, you know, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to voice my opinions like that. I'm never going to say what I really feel because I'm too afraid of just keeping it in my journal. I'm too afraid of never showing anybody what I have to say because even though I think it's important, I don't think anyone else is going to feel the same way. But, you know, things changed. And during college, I heard about this writing platform um it's called uh odyssey online it's throughout like different colleges they do it and i decided to join it and i'll never forget my first article was on like top like it was a taylor swift thing which is no no surprise to me because i'm a big fan and i'll get into that on another episode in the future but i did like top Taylor Swift Breakup Songs or something, which there's too many to pick, but I, I don't remember how much it was. This is like four years ago. But I remember I put that out and I was, I felt really good. It felt really great to have my writing out there and for people to want to read it or if they did read it. It felt good to have my stuff be out on a platform. And you know, I was kind of nervous at first to put it out there because, you know, these are my thoughts. These are my words. This is my writing. This is a part of me. And, you know, to be able to give people the opportunity to read it, to have opinions about it, it's, it's hard for anyone, you know. Getting critique is never easy. Getting hate from something is never easy. But, you know, in a way, it teaches us things we have to learn and things that we can do to better ourselves, you know. I've gone through like all of college, you know, getting workshopped on stuff from college to grad school. I've had my work workshopped. I've had my work critiqued right in front of me when we wouldn't be able to say anything. We'd have to wait until the end to ask questions, to defend ourselves, to defend our writing. Not in a bad way, just to say like if they were confused about something to be like, okay, well, this is why you're confused about it. We couldn't ever say anything in those like workshops or anything which was kind of scary. It's a very vulnerable thing for people to just talk about your writing in front of you and you have to sit there and kind of take it in. But, you know, I learned a lot. I learned how to take criticism well. I learned that not everyone's going to like your writing. People are going to be confused by it or some people are going to love it and they're going to encourage you to keep going at it and keep doing this that you're on the right path to something. And So it felt good to get my writing out there, and it only made me want to do it more. And, you know, I've been very lucky to have a lot of internships, you know, for different platforms that I can get my writing out there. I've had internships for a counseling center. I've had internships for an indie music blog. I've had internships for a magazine, and I currently write at Thought Catalog, where I can express my opinions and thoughts and views on whatever I want to. And it's, it's a really great feeling to finally get my voice out there. And it's just, it's felt really great. And I've, I did my first article for Thought Catalog last year, and it actually came out, it got published on my birthday. And it felt really good that I that so many people registered with what I was saying. And I try to write at least once a month there because I've just been so busy with other things because I want to make sure that what I'm writing about is, you know, it's true to me. It's something I'm passionate about writing about. It's something that I've had on my mind because I will be that person when I'm creating, whether it's like, I don't know why, but I get this inspiration, the inspiration to write like late at night or when I'm in the most inconvenient of places like I'm driving my car or I'm in the shower and I will literally have the thought on my head and it won't be until I park that I like take out my notebook or like go to my notes in my iPhone and like write down something I'll literally write down a sentence and it'll turn into an article or I'll write down a word and it'll be the title of a poem I do it's just it's so crazy like it'll be like 2 or 3 a.m. and I have this running thought in my head or this idea. And I'm like, I know I have to get it down because if I don't get it down, I'm going to wake up the next day and I'm going to completely forget whatever it is I was talking about. And it's just going to, it's going to make me so upset. You know how it is like when you wake up from a dream that you see is so vivid. And then you wake up and you're like, why aren't I in that dream still? And then you're like, well, it's not real. And then you just get so upset for the whole day. Like, believe me, I have had So many dreams like that. I had such a vivid dream one time that I met like Beyonce and I woke up and I'm like, I'm so mad (laughs) that that didn't happen. But yeah, so I have been writing there for well over a year now and I had never had the experience of people reaching out to me and telling me that they liked my writing. And I had gotten some emails from people for one of my articles, it's one of my best ones that I've ever written as far as like views wise. it has like maybe almost 70,000 views. And I remember people reaching out and saying, you know, thank you so much for writing this. And there was, um, somebody who reached out and asked me to be on their podcast and, I was like, "Oh my goodness, like I've never had this opportunity before. This is so crazy. This is great like you trust me enough to go on your platform and talk about things. That's great." And so that had happened this past this past fall, I want to say. And it was such an amazing experience. If you want to go to the podcast itself, it is called the Orion Group podcast. It's very informative, very great. And I had such a great experience being on that, that I, that's when it kind of got me thinking, you know, I want to do more with my writing. I want to be able to take what I'm writing about and be able to talk about it more in depth to people and not just have it be out there on like the platforms I'm on. I want it to be More spread out. I want more people to hear what I have to say because I have more to say than just my words written down looking at it on a computer screen. I want my voice to finally be heard because I've spent so long keeping quiet about things and so long just keeping to myself when I have things I want to say. And, you know, they're not going to be for everybody. And that's totally fine. You know, I don't have the same. Ideas as other people. I don't have the same opinions, and that's fine. Um, So, I wanted to figure out what I wanted to talk about on this podcast. And when I thought about it, I thought about what I write, I thought about what I'm passionate about writing. And two main things I talk about when I write it either I either talk about my past. Or to talk about things that have caused me pain. And sometimes those two things coincide with one another. A lot of things that I talk about are love and dating and relationships and how good and bad, confusing, exhilarating, blissful, toxic, amazing, all the different emotions that you go through when it comes to dating. But then I thought I don't want it to just be a podcast on dating because so many people do that. And you know, so many people probably do what I'm talking about right now, but I sat down and I thought to myself, you know, who am I? Who am I trying to have this be about? Who am I? Who's what audience am I trying to reach? And I thought to myself, I'm 25 years old. I don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. I still have no idea what I'm doing with my life right now. And, you know, people tell you, some people tell you, you know, high school, the best four years of your life. I don't agree with that, and then people will tell you, you know your twenties are the best years of your life. they're the years of your life where you are able to make mistakes, are able to grow as a person, learn new things, you know take on something adventurous, take on something new, and just learn all these skills and just and just go with it. but you know I've been in my twenties for already half of them. I have five more years of my 20s, which is really scary to think about because it just feels like yesterday I was 18 years old and going to college for the first time. So to know that that's already passed is really scary to think about. But I thought about how, for me at least, my 20s have been confusing. My 20s have made me feel like I'm kind of lost. And I really hope I'm not the only one that thinks that, um, you know, I sometimes wish that when you turn 20, they would hand you a book on how your life is going to go and tell you everything that's going to happen, the time it's going to happen and just be able to tell you you're going to be okay. But then I think if people did that, then you wouldn't really be able to make the mistakes that you're allowed to make. You wouldn't be able to learn from the mistake, those mistakes because you got a detailed outline, an explanation of how your life is going to go. And, you know, I used to think that, yeah, that sounds great. I'm someone who loves to plan, but I can't even tell myself where I see myself in five years. I hate that. I hate that question. You know, where do you see yourself in five years? The biggest interview question, the biggest question people ask you around the table at Thanksgiving where do you see yourself going in five years? And you know what, in five years, I'm, I'm going to be 30. And that's really scary and wonderful to think about. But I can't tell you the first thing that I would of where I would want to be when I'm 30. I can't even tell you where I'm going to be tomorrow, or even in an hour, if that. And that always used to scare me. It always used to make me think that, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just wasting time. I have no idea where I'm going with anything. You know, I just I feel like everyone is always ahead of me. And I always look to other people to compare myself to them. And, you know, it is so true when they say to not compare yourself to others. And, you know, it's such an easy thing that we do because we look for validation from other people. We crave it. We thrive off of it because we want to make sure that we are in the right place. We're doing the right thing and don't have any mishaps. We're on the same page with everything. We're on the right track and, you know, we're not and that's okay. It's okay if you're not where this person is right now because some person's moment where they are now isn't where you are and I have spent so long of my so much of my life looking at other people and thinking to myself, I'm never going to get to where they are or I'm so jealous of where they're at instead of being happy for them that they got to where they are because maybe they're looking at me and thinking, oh, she's doing something so great right now or she's gone so far with things or she's learning all these new things and acquiring these skills and she's just going out there and she's making something of herself and they're probably thinking maybe – I can't do that right now, or I'm too afraid to, you know, you don't know someone's story until you actually hear it. And, you know, I could spend my whole life comparing myself to one certain person or certain people, or a group of people. And, you know, that's not going to do me any better. It's just going to make me feel bitter, and alone and sad. And nobody wants that. You know, I think we have to know that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And, you know, your twenties are, are these cool years, you know, you can finally drink legally, you can go to these cool places and all that, you know, my twenties have been, have been good. You know, I don't have a lot of complaints about things. I've learned so much and, you know, it's only going to keep going from here. There's only, there's always so much more I can learn and you have to learn to just take it day by day. Like, wow, how many times can I say learn? Like, take a shot every time I say it. I would be out by now because I have a low tolerance. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we're human. And we're not supposed to be perfect. Because if we were perfect, then if our life was so perfect, then nothing would be worth it. It wouldn't. Because we would just go on have, living this great life and we would never know... What mistakes mean. We would never know what failure means or rejection or hardships. And we have to have the bad with the good. Because if we don't have the bad first, then it's not going to teach us how to get to the good and appreciate the good. So at the end of the day, I'm still figuring it out. And that's why I came up with the title of this podcast. Because when people ask you, Where you see yourself in five years, tell them that you're still figuring it out. If people ask you, when are you going to get married? Say you're still figuring it out. People ask you, how's your job going? Say you're still figuring it out. It's the answer to everything. You're still figuring it out because nobody has the answer to everything. They just don't. I don't have the answer to everything. Where am I in my life right now? I'm still figuring it out. And that's okay. So I want this podcast to talk about mainly the trials and tribulations of what every 20-something goes through with life, with love, and everything in between. With jobs, with rejection, with just breakups and makeups and friendships. Are the 20s your best years? Are they not? Is failure okay or is it not? How do we not be fake happy is social media fake just all this stuff all this stuff that consumes us every single day and that's that's mainly all you know you know this is something I've wanted to do for so long so you know if you have something that you've been wanting to do but you're too afraid or you don't think you're good enough just do it just go out there and do it. Even if you don't have everything you need, take that first step to get there. Even if it seems impossible. Even if it seems terrifying. This is terrifying to me. You know, I could record this and no one could listen to it. And I could keep making these episodes and no one's ever going to hear this. But if I don't do this for myself, I'm going to regret it all those years later when I'm down the road and I think to myself, you know, what would have happened If I just made the podcast, if I just got out of my comfort zone, if I just started using my voice to say things that I wanted to say, if I stopped being so shy and so afraid, and if I started taking the words I write on my journals and my notebooks, on my notes in my iPhone, on sticky notes, and put them out there for people to read and see and engage You know, you're never gonna know until you try. And even if you fail, at least you're able to say you went for it and you learned. You learned something from it. You know, I never cared about popularity. I was always that girl in school who never belonged in a certain group. You know, we had, we had those cliques, you know, the populars, the nerds, the jocks. And, you know, I had friends from different cliques and we'd hang out. But when it came to parties with all their friends, I didn't make the cut. And it always made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And, you know, I guess in the beginning, that's how it felt for me when I started putting my work out there. And it's scary. And not everyone's going to like what you have to say. You know, I always told myself, before I even started putting my work out there, that it was never about the views, the shares, the comics, comments, and likes. They never mattered. Because I told myself, If I just got one person to be able to relate to or take away something I wrote or said, whether it was a page, a paragraph, a sentence, or a word, then that's enough. I've already accomplished everything I've wanted because I was able to get someone to relate to something I said. That's all I've ever wanted. I don't care about anything else. All I care about is knowing that what I'm doing and what I'm writing is helping somebody else. You know, I'm so glad that I can tell my 10 year old self that her work isn't just going to stay on papers that have old spelling quizzes on the back of them and they're not going to be put away in a crate that's going to collect dust and no one's ever going to read it, not even yourself. I'm so glad I can tell my 18 year old self who was so afraid to put out her work, so afraid of what people are going to think. That she almost considered not doing it. I can tell her that seven years later, your 25-year-old self, myself, is so grateful that she didn't listen to those thoughts in her head, that she wasn't good enough, or that it wasn't going to work out because I've had so many good things happen to me because I was strong enough to do it, because I was able to get over that fear that I couldn't do it. That I could do it. And I have never been more happy with the way things are going. The way things are. Because it may have taken me being stuck in quarantine. To finally have the creative energy, the passion, and the courage to do this. So, that is all for this episode. (laughs) My first one. Which, I'm sorry, this is still crazy to me. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Maybe. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. So I think I'm going to plan to put out a new episode every Sunday. Because, for me at least, that's my favorite day of the week. And for some reason, I'm always more productive on that day. So, I know I'd like to listen to podcasts while I'm getting stuff done. But I will talk to you guys very soon thank you for tuning in this is so amazing that i've been doing this but I now i'm just rambling and not thinking of thoughts so until next time you guys bye